Fresh in Welcome back to another episode of Fresh and Buds. I am your host, Tommy Fresh. You, as always, are all my buds. And today we are joined by, gosh, this must be what the fourth or fifth time you've been on the show, Mr. Patch. This Third is time's three? a charm, brother. Third time's a charm. It's Mr. Patch Shaw, formerly of the Combat Chain, now of uh, Off the Rails TCG. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's blazing some trails on his own. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show today. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we got we got a lot to cover today. We're gonna well, we're gonna kind of dive into our initial reactions of the spoilers that we've gotten so far. Uh, I mean, which is almost all of them except I think the fabled. Um, yeah, I think we're just missing the fabled at this point. Yeah, which I hope somebody open. I guess nobody was is going to open it until uh, two weeks from now, so I won't be reviewing it with Bill from the Spike Feeders. But uh, I, let's just say the fabled sucks and. Um, I don't want to open it in hopes that it works in my favor to open it. But uh, I digress. Um, before we get to all that, though, uh, I do want to shout out the Patreon, which you can find in the show notes. Helps keep the lights on, the mics hot. And uh, we got a bunch of bonus stuff you, you get access to. Uh, bonus episodes, uh, pack openings that we don't open on the Bud Rush Bellow. Uh, you get a Robbing Club membership card, which also gives you access to a patron exclusive uh channel in the buzz discord uh which shout out to the buzz discord is free for everybody to join we have a lot of great people in there pat included um mm-hmm. and uh very active discord and it's a, it's a lot of fun we talk about flesh and blood and basically anything it's a it's a it's a good time and <clears throat> uh also something new that we're going to be launching right after the out uh, outsiders releases we're going to do something, and this is kind of in, in workshop mode right now. It's going to be uh, called Cracking Six with whoever. And it's going to be open up to patrons to kind of come on while I crack open six packs. We're going to talk just limited, right? You know, I love limited, you know, and and the buds love limited. That's uh, Pat doesn't love limited, but he might. After. I might. I might. Look, very excited about the set. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll just, uh, it'll be a video series. I put on patrons can can hop on and talk to me about what they like and i'll be posting all that information on uh patreon whenever um it is makes sense to do so i think probably in the next week um and then uh shout out to the bud rush bellow which you, uh, i mentioned before i do it with gary aka mr viz wednesday evenings 9 30 eastern um i believe we skipped this past week just because i'm moving and i had to record the set review and, and all that but We'll be back at it as soon as I'm settled into the new digs. So without further ado, <clears throat> Mr. Patshaw, how are you, my friend? What is new? I'm doing fantastic. What's new? Uh, you know, not much. Just a few things here and there. Uh, yeah, I launched launched my solo YouTube channel, Off the Rails TCG. So uh, doing that, uh, getting myself out there a lot lately. Uh, we recorded the UPF game with Az, which should be coming out. Uh, later this month, which was a, a real ball. I did not expect to see my face in the Red Zone Rogue stream for an extended period of time as <laughs> as I did there. But hey, I'm glad I was a featured part of the sneak peek of the quiver that Az got to 
uh, release there and uh, get my my Ben Affleck uh, uh, emotion uh, on my face uh, for all that. Uh, so that was exciting. I was just recently on the Big Boss Book Club, uh, which UK based podcast does flesh and blood wrestling and a, a whole bunch of other things. Um, I was just on there that episode released today. Uh, so go check out the Big Boss uh, Book Club uh, to hear that. And that was a ball to be a part of. Yeah, um, I believe that's Tom, right? At the Big Boss yeah. Club. Uh, he's yep. a bud. I've, I've played some games with him and he's he's just he's a he's a real winner. So definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, other than that, you know, I'm Fab Dad, you know, get <laughs> wife, kids, family all doing well. Uh, they like the increased time I've I have. Uh, with them so that's that's good well uh, yeah uh, i mean i got i got bad news for you and your in your family tonight i'm keeping you on the podcast for four hours and we're gonna no i'm, I'm kidding please don't turn <laughs> tonight off we have the time we have the time we, we, <laughs> i asked permission i got it we're good to go you have me all night baby listeners please don't shut it off it's not four hours i swear you can also <laughs> probably look at how long it is you can see the timestamp at this point <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, the as uh, UPF game was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, just just getting to hang out with you as and Capolo for an evening was was a blast. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as is doing the Lord's work by editing an, an insanely Man, long such UPF a monster. Game. God, yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know if my face was on the Red Zone Rogue stream because I saw that as tweeted about it, and I was working, and mm-hmm. I was like. I was confused at first and I was like, I kind of put it together because I remember he kind of showed us the, the rarity and kind of what it yeah. was. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of fun. So yeah, everyone got on it. And then, it, and then he's like, he stuck to me at like, it was the moment, like after the emotions, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> you know, and he's got that part <laughs> on me. He's like, Oh, all right, cool. There, there it is. I'm not self-conscious enough as it is. Oh. Yeah, well, especially having to follow Majin Bay, that handsome bastard, and I get you know I try, I really try, you know, but man, that's you can't. It's hard to follow. Uh, Majin Bay uh, was probably one of the best looking guests I've ever had, you know, on the show. But uh, you're a close second there, Pat. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank Hayden, you very much. Hindale rounded up number three. Um, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the big three, as they say in Flesh and Blood. Uh-huh. Hell of a guy to have behind me. Majin, Pat, and Hayden. Uh, now, um, uh, talk a little bit about off the rails TCG. So this is your new channel. This is you're doing mm-hmm. content there. Uh, you're doing some. Like, I think you even had your wife on to talk. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily flesh and blood, but other trading card games, right? Yep. Yes, that's right. So off the rails TCG. The concept here is bespoke project based content with uh, a non linear release schedule. Basically means I'm going to make what I want when I want and release it when I have time to do it. Uh, and that is the ultimate freedom. I still want to do content, but uh, at the end of the day, I wanted to do content completely on my own terms. And the situation at the combat chain was such that that window of opportunity was opened. And, uh, you know, so I love Adam. Uh, you know, there's no hard feelings. There was a there was a point in our uh, in our discussions that we were questioning what we were doing, how we were doing it, and what we would need to do to continue the channel on productively. And I I established this concept that in order for me to do that, I would need to, you know, I need to work independently. 
and release what I wanted to release when I wanted to release it. And, uh, you know, that kind of opened itself up to, well, I'll just do this on my own. So uh, I kind of ripped the Band-Aid off at the time and decided to step down and walk away from that and start start my own thing. So I wanted to launch it right, but it was it was with two things in mind. I wanted to do Flesh and Blood content, and I wanted to do Disney Lorcana content. And I wanted to do that um, at at times that worked for my family because I was not with my family enough uh, doing content as it was, and that's not that's not the combat chain's fault. That was just part, you know. It it's uh, it's just it is what it was. Uh, too much too much time spent behind the mic in front of computer screens, you know, just doing what I'm doing, and um, uh, and yeah, so I. I wanted to do it right. I wanted to do it right by me. So I I got the, you know, I commissioned the logo. I opened the channel. I got the hosting site. I got, you know, I got the sweet intro music <laughs> <laughs> to the action point. I love it so much. Um, and uh, we're just kind of waiting for the right time. And the real, uh, the real kicker was that R- Ravensburger actually released uh, more information about Lorcana at the time that, let me and Ashley, my wife, fire off on on that podcast too. So the main, the two main focal points is the action point. It's a flesh and blood centered uh, video podcast. Uh, I'm basically making it for YouTube, but putting it onto Spotify and Apple at the time. And uh, you made me ink, which is a husband and wife podcast about Disney Lorcana. And, uh, you know, it's a sneaky way to get the wife who wasn't thrilled with my content uh, in on it. So now she can't complain. Uh, that's that's a brilliant move there, Pat. I gotta say, I don't know how I feel. I mean, I know the reference of you made me ink, um, but it just is, it's, it's it's very. I I was taken aback the first time I saw it, but I'm used to it now. Also, I mean, I'm not I don't I'm not a lover of of Disney, so it's not for yeah, me. Yeah, you know, you don't like happiness. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, so that was that's it's her title idea, and okay. she designed the logo herself. Uh, when you when you see it so the the squid and the design and the all the color schemes and all that that's all that's all her uh the action point and off the rails logo that's me well i i take it all back i think actually uh you made me think is an amazing title and <laughs> <laughs> uh but no I, I i'm glad to hear that you know you're out there doing content and you know i i understand uh being part of a podcast you know like especially the combat chain mm-hmm. established had had been established when you came in you know mm-hmm. there's that urge to always put out something every week or or yeah. as much as you can sure. and that can affect you know time with family i mean mm-hmm. i feel it sometimes you know uh there was a point in, in in when i was making content that i was not hanging out with uh, lady fresh as much as i would like to mm-hmm. and um and she definitely agreed. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you kind of have to take a step back and, and kind of uh, make sure your priorities are straight, which I'm glad you did. And, um, you know, I, 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 it seems like things are going well so far, you know. And I, can you explain to me what bespoke means? I've heard it yeah. said a million times. Bespoke is customized. Custom- it's it's to your, to your own specifications. So what do I, what do I want to do? I want to do a, a deck tech. So when I say bespoke project based content, uh, when, when the idea comes to me, I'll, I'll run with it as it's an independent thing. So, uh, we know that the, I know that the action point is going to be my flesh and blood centered podcast. Will I w- release a regular episode every week? No. And I'm not, I don't, I've released two episodes. I have not released an, an episode yet. I'm recording one this Saturday. 
with a handful of great people. I got Elaine Hammontree, Clark Jansen, uh, Tony Zicella, and uh, Ashley Yvette uh, coming on to the pod, and we're going to do a roundtable discussion. We're going to do top five uh, for Outsiders before pre-release. We're going to have a good time doing that. Um, and that is... Uh, you know, that's it's what I wanted to do on my time kind of kind of deal. So uh, long term, I do I want to do some gameplay. I want to do uh, more interviews. I want to do all of these things, but I'm going to approach them on an individual basis. So I'm not looking to line up, uh, you know, a year's worth of guests. Sure. I want to focus on, uh, you know, w- that one individual project at the moment. So a featured gameplay. I want to have two featured heroes. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to get it down to, you know, I'm going to edit it down to what I want it to, and uh, I'll do that on my time, and then I'll release it, you know, uh, when when I want. And that's basically it. I'm, gonna, I'm giving myself the freedom to do uh, those kind of things. Once Lorcana comes out, you're going to see similar things with Disney Lorcana. I'll be doing Lorcana gameplay with, uh, hopefully, the wife and the kid, and, uh, you know, have, having some good times doing that. But... Uh, but yeah, basically it just means, uh, you know, on my, my terms, you can get a, if you, uh, what's the movie, uh, the Kingsman, the Kingsman they yes. get bespoke suits. Oh. You don't get a suit off the rack. You get a bespoke suit. It's one for you. It's all making tier. sense. All the times I've heard bespoke, it makes sense in this context. It's just something I never asked. And then you said it and it was like, well, who better to ask than Pat mm-hmm. now? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're living the dream in- in my opinion of, of being able to just not stick to a schedule but like i you know mm-hmm. i'm over here sticking to a schedule yes you are you're and you're soldiering on man i'm soldiering on this is this is episode 82 right you yeah, know man. big guests yeah. coming up you know episode 100 we'll see if i uh if i land the big fish but oh you get you getting you're getting j dubs <laughs> no i'm getting uh I don't know Shaquille O'Neal. Who's who's big? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but no, no, we'll see. You know, we we got we got a lot of great guests, and you know, I I love doing the podcast, so it's not really that that much of a a pain. But you know, when I hear about you saying I get to make what I want when I want and release it when I want, I'm like, wow, he's there's, living the there, dream. There's a caveat to that, right? Yeah. So there, uh, you know, all no bones about it. I I put my blood, sweat and tears into the combat chain from the moment I, I jumped on there. Uh, I, I came in with a purpose and I think I did what I expected myself to do. I elevated that name. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I brought a, uh, a passionate, excited voice to the programming, uh, an enthusiasm that, uh, you know, might not have expressed itself, uh, in, in that way before. And, we we did our number. We got we increased our viewership. Uh, we increased our numbers. We got to where we not, we wanted to go. And the combat chain right now is an established name, I think, in the in the flesh and blood content space. And you know, I I do think I I had a large part to to do with that. Uh, walking away from something like that is is tough. I I have my my freedom, and you know, I keep Adam was in no way holding me back or anything like that it was you know like i said just it, the two things kind of ended up happening and you know just gotta live my life but um you know we that they're almost at 400 subscribers now and you know started from less than 100 you know and uh 
uh, we're starting to get some some good numbers on the YouTube channel, uh, you know, on the on the views there. Um, and walking away from that, I'm at 30, almost 40 subscribers now. And, you know, even looking at something like uh, like Breezy just launched his YouTube channel, right? Mm. Bef- before he did a thing, he's got 100, you know, 100 and change. And you're like, shit. <laughs> you know? well, we're, we're doing something wrong, all right? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I think you we, know, can... we talk about handsome faces and flesh and blood. He's, he's He might be... Giving Majin a run for his well, money he's there. A cutie patootie, that's for sure. But, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, walking away from something established that you work so hard for, uh, it can be tough. But, you know, you, you and I'm, I'm seeing it, obviously, in real time, but you can apply all that to, to your own projects. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, sure, the regulated schedule is usually better for growing stuff. But, you know, if, if, what, if, if you put out just bangers, Right. It doesn't right. matter. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, you know, yeah, right. uh, there, there's probably a really good um, Rihanna. Right. You know, when are we getting the next album? Right. We don't yeah, know. I, the Rihanna of flesh and blood content. That is absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it's a stretch, but the it's there. <laughs> right. You know, <sighs> we, we know that next album is going to be great. But when are we getting get it? I don't think anytime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. She was just performing pregnant at the Super Bowl. So, and I don't know if 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 you're doing that, but you know. I'm not performing at the Super Bowl, nor am I pregnant. But uh, I am I am working on uh, a, a few things, and that's the other. You know, there's a uh, a part of that where, in order to you know, if this is a purely passion project, right, and I I truly don't care, then my numbers will never never rise, right. At the same time, I'm fairly competitive at by nature and uh i had mentioned on the big boss club like i know what your numbers are i know what i know what their numbers are you know Mm -hmm. i know what tcg talk just crossed two thousand uh subscribers i think or as close to uh tall timmy 2k um you know these you know who who is the content creators in in our space and how do we get you know, are we below them? Are we meeting them? Are we a peer group with them? Or, you know, are they a level above, you know? And what does a level above get? Maybe a preview card, you know? So, you know, where you got to get to a certain point and uh, make sure you're you're on even peel and then you got to get up to, you know, that that next level. There's there is discipline regularity in in the release schedules and things like that, that will, you know, eventually have to be met. And if I'm going to release content, it has to be timely and something that people want to watch and, and see at the, at the same time. So it's important to make sure that, you know, if I do choose something that I am doing it to make it, you know, it is relevant. People want to consume it and it is not out of touch by the time I'm done, uh, you know, putting the finishing touches out and releasing that. So that all comes with, you know the caveats, uh, you know, associated sure. with it. So you still, still gotta, still gotta play by the rules. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Pat, who needs two thousand subscribers? I certainly don't. <laughs> if you look at my numbers, but you know, hey, listen, uh, <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, this is actually a great time to plug. Yeah, hey, right now, if you're listening, watching, subscribe to me. Subscribe to Pat Off the Rails TCG. Um, like I've said before at 500 subscribers here at the Fresh and Buds channel, I will be doing a full Leviah cosplay on the Bud Rush Bellow 
and full, like full adult. Real revive. tentacles. I I've heard Gary will be consumed by the demonastery <laughs> energy. It's going to be the last time we see him, but well, Tommy's you know, committing. To we had, we had a good run, uh, you know, and and <laughs> Gary's going to be the rabbit that that Olivia killed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, give us the old <laughs> subby wubby over there. So, uh, let's talk flesh and blood. We talk. Let's content. do it. We talk content long enough. You know, the, mm-hmm. the people want to hear about Flesh and Blood. So, before we get into the spoilers, uh, let's do... Well, actually, it's kind of getting into... It's, it's a good way to start. The Fresh Faves. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, it will be like Fresh Faves of all time or whatever, or the last set. But, you know, you've been on the show. We're going to do your Fresh Faves of the current spoilers that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is all of them except the Fables. <laughs> so, uh, the Fables will not be an answer. Which... Is your favorite hero? Uh, my favorite hero is Arachne Solitary Confinement. Why is that? Uh, I think he's the next Ira. Um, it is. It is. It slaps. I've put it together. I've been testing it. It is super, super fast. The simplicity of the text body. And it says, uh, your first attack with stealth each turn gains go again. Uh, you can do so much with that. And... Uh, and I have already. Take Prowl, for instance. A, prow, a red Prowl is a stealth assassin attack that says uh, it attacks for three, blocks for three, says your next at- uh, stealth attack gets plus one. So just in a vacuum, you start at 19 life. You can go Scar for Scar, four go again. You can go Prowl for three go again, which is the first stealth attack with go again, into Infect for four. So now you have a breakpoint attack followed up there. Uh, none of that has cost any anything, and so you can still have um, like a spike in arsenal and a pitch card. You don't even have to have a pitch card if you use the chess piece. You can free spike it on top, but you can go. Uh, you can add three on top of that and come in with seven and get two bloodpox tokens on top of that. So not only are you hitting for uh seven and seven is 14 you have two blood pox tokens that are worth six resources or four damage on top of that <laughs> it's just uh, arachne go burr on top of that i think it's probably the best hero early that will utilize the knife throwing sure. uh, mechanics uh, coming out so hurl i have won games with hurl i have won games on arachne with flick knives you can do all of that damage and then for free as an attack reaction just flick them for one that the unblockable damage yeah i think i mean well first of all i'm not surprised that you picked a blitz hero <clears throat> um because i know you just love that <laughs> format I feel like you're the bizarro me sometimes. <laughs> you, you like, it's a great, it's a great format. Yeah, you love blitz, you love going fast, and then I'm over here. I love CC with a passion. I want to like build up something, uh, which is usually just blood debt, but um, <laughs> it hasn't really worked out so far. But hey, we're getting there. Um, all right, which is your favorite uh, equipment or weapon? Uh, Let's uh, do weapon. Sorry, weapon, I'm- weapon. Uh, there's so many yet so little to choose from. Um, I think I am going to go with uh, I, the easy way out is one of the many daggers, but I think that bow, the uh, the barbed castaway, castaway. I think that's a great weapon given the context of what Riptide does. 
uh, to be able to freely put a card face down into Arsenal when you play something from hand and then instant use that bow to flip it and put an aim counter on. Great, great stuff. Token, don't have to worry about it. It's a good, good thing. Yeah, the Barb Castaway, the more I think about it, is like so... I mean, it's it's beauty is in its flexibility. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Is a bow, um, but <laughs> uh, but but it is really. I think it's really elegant in design. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I may say so. But a lot of those daggers are also really neat. What is the? Is there a common dagger for? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is the spider's bite. Spider's bite is oh. the token dagger uh, for for assassin. Oh, that's actually. Really good news, I feel like, right? Mm-hmm. Is that downshifted yeah, so, in, in rarity? Mm-hmm. Is it a rare? Yes, yep. It's a it, it was a rare in Dynasty. It is a promo in Dynasty, and I just got the second cold foil, the opposite facing one there. I was I was so pumped for <laughs> for everything, and I feel like feel like the guy from Office Space who needed a stapler. <laughs> it was promised contracts. I wanted, <laughs> wanted contracts. Yeah. You burn this place down. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What's your favorite equipment? Ooh, uh, equipment is flick knives. I, I am I am on the flick knives copium. Both both ninja and assassin. I I think this is this is it. Uh, it, it is reckless swing on the arm piece. Uh, I've been going back and forth with a bunch of really competitive players that are like arguing the value of it and. Uh, you know, it's just like you can kill that. You just kill them. You just kill them at the end of the game, as long as you have your daggers out. No one's trying to break daggers like as Katsu for the first two, you know, the first two turns of the game. So you're just weaponless, uh, and you're like, oh, now they start at 38. No one's doing that. But you know what? The inevitability of being knowing that if you drop below a threshold, like reckless swing into Reinar. Yeah, that has a real factor on how you play the game at that from that point on. So you're not just in Kadachi lock, right? You're not you're not trying to overblock. You, you don't have the decision to make at that point, right? To overblock and respect the razor, you just are dead unless you have <laughs> Oasis respite, you know, or, or something something going on there. Um, yeah. So I really I really like it for both Assassin and and uh, and Ninja. I feel like we've also had that art for a long time, right? It's been around for a while. I think the uh, the Pro Tour art had that initially, mm. along with the Infiltrate art, yes. uh, and um, uh, so it's been around for a little bit. And it's nice to actually see it uh, on a weapon. I'm also I'm also uh, also a fan of the Infiltrate art. Uh, it's it's oh, it's yeah. a it's a good thing. <laughs> so I've got <laughs> I got the sleeves coming. Uh, I don't know. This knives out art is pretty insane. Um, which is uh, brings us to the next category here. What's your favorite run of the mill card? Your attack actions, not attack actions, reactions. There's a lot of them um, uh, that you put in your t- into your deck. Um, I think. Can I have two? Sure. All right. Uh, one is premeditate. Um, I, I think that is a great fix to plunder run and in ways is better and i think it's less broken right it's a majestic it's red only so you only run those i like that you don't have to play it from arsenal there are a lot of ways in this set to put things into arsenal to enable its ability so 
It's very intuitive to what the rest of the set wants to do and what your heroes want to do. And a ponder token is really neat. To You get to draw the card at the beginning of your end step before you arsenal. Um, you're not going over your intellect or anything like that. So if you have, you know, if you have eight ponders, I think you draw eight cards, but you're, if you're not going to draw six, you know, or something at the end just for having the one. So I think it works out quite nicely. I know some people are afraid of it right now in saying that plunder. I, I hated plunder runs ban. So this is great for, this is great for me. Um, the second one is descendant gust wave. I think the set for four Katsu was like descendant gust wave was a mystery. We got, we knew that the, we knew what the beginning was going to be. We knew what the end was going to be and everything was excited. But as soon as dishonor said descendant gust wave, uh, you know, everyone wanted to know what that was and if, if it was going to be worth playing. And I think it, exceeded expectations to the point where you know the people who want everything perfectly balanced or they think it's broken they're they're on the side of oh this is broken uh which is great give me broken stuff in ninja uh yeah i mean you know hey i think i saw someone saying and we'll get to it when we talk about the ninjas but you know katsu is still gonna have the brick hands right and and that's just yeah, it who got it? you're saying it so you know, it's I think I'm gonna it, hold them to that. It's uh, it's fair, I think so far. I mean, I'm, I'll I'll probably be proven wrong, um, but uh, you know, so far I I still think Katsu's probably just better. I don't think the best, right? Uh, so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about the spoilers in general. So the first mm -hmm. thing we saw was Azuri, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Red Zone Rogue. His uh, spoiler was. <clears throat> unfortunately leaked and yeah. was able to put it out early and mm -hmm. we saw Azuri. Azuri was was a huge mystery. We were like, well, is it going to deal with contracts? Is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? And I think actually uh, Gary and I on the uh, the Budrush Bell had kind of nailed it, right? We were, we were wondering if it was going to be a little bit like Ninjutsu from, from uh, Magic the Gathering. And it almost feels like it, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so Azuri... Stealth card, you can attack, react, replace it with something uh, cost two or less. And yeah, I mean, it's a really cool ability. Um, what are your thoughts here on Azuri out of the gates? So this weekend was a fascinating one because the emotions were really, uh, they were really ebbing and flowing. So like Azuri, Azuri is revealed, right? And now everyone is now on Azuri, all every armory will forever just be all Azuris moving forward as of that uh as of that reveal on was it Thursday? Yeah. Um you know Thursday night everyone's like Azuri's the best. Um as the weekend revealed itself, it really became a little complicated on how you I think people are always concerned at this point about how are you gonna break the hero and how is it going to overcome you know the existing uh uh, oh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> uh, you know the existing tiers of heroes uh, mm -hmm. that are that are here already. So the two cost restriction is a bit interesting. Um, you know our initial reactions were right. Oh, this is new ninjutsu. I think the great thing about ninjutsu and like Yuriko and Commander was that there wasn't really 
a specific kind of restriction on like Yuriko's ability, right? You flipped a card, it was ridiculously overcosted. You might never ever play it, but it, you're going to deal 12 damage because of because of that condition, mm-hmm. right? In a perfect world, Azuri has no cost restriction and you can throw in whatever regurgitating slog you know thing things like that so you can get your three for eights and uh, i think people might have been like oh all right this is you know this is a much more straightforward thing than uh uh than it is azuri is a very complicated hero right it's super early but i don't think anyone's been able to break it yet i think people are concerned about the uh its rate and its ability to scale uh right now it looks like your right your your lines might include some sort of dagger attack into a stealth uh attack and react into a a six power with an on hit depending on whether or not they block right that is that's great Mm -hmm. Um, but that's also a pretty low ceiling right you might have the resources in the cards to try and pummel it uh, but at that point that you're saying your cap is is 10 off of that with a potential uh, on hit. But the ability to chain things together with multiple attacks to gain, you know, to have, there's no go again. Uh, go again's hard to come by. Uh, those 20, 30 damage turns are hard to come by as it stands right now. Um, people are still trying to figure out whether or not they can use uh, contracts and things like the Redback Shroud is very confusing to people. Uh, because it is, uh, it requires silver, and you know, I, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, equipment in a little bit. But uh, it's not the assassin that we know from Dynasty. Even right, even young Arachne has nothing to do with Arachne Huntsman. And so, like, I know I was, and I know others were getting ready for right assassin support and thinking we might get some some support that Arachne could use. This is not Arachne. That no. uh, you know at all? There's there's nothing. There's very little that is compatible uh, with either assassin going back and forth, and uh, it makes it, it makes it interesting. It's a little and uh, you know I it'll take some time. I do think that there's something there. Um, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what. I th- I th- I think someone's going to have to get a combination of those early power six power uh, on hits with a late like stealth based attack and still have things like the spikes uh to play to play with to really you know disrupt get those tokens going and play that kind of value game um you know like bolt you know icelander things like that if you yeah. can play those matchups where e- each of you are dealing 6 to 10 damage a turn and working on incremental values i think this 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 competes with everything you know uh I don't know if it can race with with the top tier aggro decks. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. So you know when I'm looking at it and I think more about Azuri, right? You want the you want to stealth into the the two for whatevers, right? Because because mm-hmm. that's the the discount, right? You're right. playing a red, mm-hmm. or you're basically pitching a red for a two cost thing, in in a way. If you yeah. think about it, right? You're playing the right, right, out right. the red. Um, and then right. pop that into right. the bottom. Yeah. Right. I think the elephant in the room here, right? If, if ice didn't exist, this is 60 red cards. All right. And this is fire. <laughs> and no one can convince me otherwise. This is, it is, it is a, a crazy awesome deck. If ice doesn't exist, well, Frostbite was a mistake. 
Uh, you know, I mean, that's a different, that's a discussion for another time, but maybe you're right. Uh, you know, they're just, they'll just all LL and then they'll just print more, but you know, <laughs> it, it's, Zuri's really, really cool. I think, and this is going to be a common theme with, uh, the, the rest of our conversation here. Uh, I think this is such a well, I'm hoping it is such a well-designed set for limited it really has that feel there's all these like weird checks and balances mm -hmm. right it's it's so cool that you can draft stealth cards and mm -hmm. and kind of just be open right yeah. whether you're in iraq mm -hmm. or Missouri, which is which is yeah. really neat and then you get the 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 whole dagger thing going on which is which is neat as well um mm -hmm. which which is something that should be mentioned about old arachne uh kind of adding that dagger thing to mm -hmm. that deck almost makes it a little i mean it definitely makes it a lot better uh, in in my opinion and getting the red back shroud as well the new uh legendary chess piece so azuri's interesting to me in that way the 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 constructed side feels very good uh but I, I believe uh, someone made the a point on Twitter. I just read Twitter all day, and these are mm -hmm. points that I see. But someone made it's like, well, it's the learning curve against it is is like playing Dory. Uh, I think that may, maybe then David Rude who who tweeted that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, it's once you get the feel for what the deck is doing, uh, you can you can be a if you're if you're a good player, you can kind of learn to to counter it. Obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not always beatable, right? I mean, if if right. if that was true, Dorinthia would um, never win a game ever, right? And, right. And, and in competitive play, so I imagine uh, Azuri to kind of fill that kind of slot. Um, uh, maybe maybe potentially more more powerful because any kind of two cost something that's printed is always going to be something you look at for this deck. Yeah, and I think there's there might be. I think everyone's going to be guilty of this uh, in the beginning, right? It it might be that the concentration of stealth versus payoff, uh, you know, cards don't doesn't necessarily have to be as high as um, as people think, right? Every, everyone's throwing all the assassin cards together into a pile and seeing what they can come out with. In addition to right, two cost generic six attacks with with in on hit uh, to them. But you know, if you if you look at Arachne Solitary Confinement, that that stealth ability doesn't require you know forty stealth cards in order to be effective. Mm -hmm. You just need the one, yeah. right, or potentially two. You know, depending on what you're what you're doing there. But you can play other cards. And then do your thing with the stealth card and, you know, do do your payoff with it, with both assassins. And that might be worth exploring. Uh, you know, if you can chain together, uh, you know, th this is another like red style deck. But, you know, all of a sudden E strike into ravenous rabble into stealth with a payoff in hand. You know, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a way to get those things over. Uh, I think people... Um, are really concentrated on the fact that the daggers are two cost for one damage and they have their places where the resources uh are available to them but uh i i think the throwing aspect and the reloading aspect is vastly under uh you know un 
not looked at uh, enough right now. You know, I flick knives. Um, you know, and, and there's only the one reaction to do the reload there, but I think it's just something I think worth uh, worth looking at, and I think that's how you're really gonna kind of put put things together for for all of these heroes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and uh, something interesting. Well, actually, you know, something that it's it's nice to see that all these stealth cards at the blue attack for one and it kind of works with that new generic um mm-hmm. uh what the heck is it oh the boot there uh the looking for scrap as an additional cost mm-hmm. to play it you may banish a one attack from your graveyard if you do against go again and plus mm-hmm. one so one for five go again i mean there's like some really cool stuff going on here and a lot of Blended stuff, right? You, you see these like attack reactions with stealth or fourth mm-hmm. stealth. It's it's going to live in young Arachne, uh, solitary confinement. But mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't. Say, you, you could you could play them in Azuri, and and folks are going to be yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. I think if there's a way, I the blood rot token, I, those tokens mean something. Oh yeah, right. Like uh, the the blood rot blood pox token, it, it is two damage or three resources per card. If you can chain those together, either together on the back end with something like, if you can do a uh, codex of blood rot into an infect with a spike of blood pox, I think I said those all (laughs) accurately, Um, right? If you do all of that, that's three tokens of blood pox on their side, which is nine resources or six damage uh, a piece. That is how you get cards that would be either at rate or slightly below above rate yeah. you know at that point and that you know i and i'm not there i don't know i don't know how to piece those together uh, consistently enough to get the tokens going on on my opponent's side but they they serve a purpose inertia can do bad things to icelander taking away the arsenal um you know the frailty is going to hurt things like fi um, you know, if you can if you can put these out there and really leverage those on hits into doing more than just you know six, uh, you know, true disruption, then you know, hey man, it's got you know, there's the potential there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know where Azuri will land in like tier lists, right? Because mm-hmm. it's no doubt powerful, uh, and there's a lot to discover i think with this deck and i think that's yeah, actually yeah. pretty true for for every hero that we're going to talk about yes uh except maybe so. a, a, a arachne solitary confinement like play stealth cards and and mm-hmm. well know, even even that fast. uh like sharing notes with some other uh people who are built building it um not not everyone's on on the aggro plan there's a lot of like double dagger into a value thing into into a spike and uh i think that's too slow that's all <laughs> I, I, uh, as soon as i i saw that and put it together prowl is what did it for me mm-hmm. it's like okay i can do three into four uh for seven why can't i just do more let's vomit cards onto the board and see what happens and try to just try to go as fast as possible yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's where it's going to land, but we'll see what what folks can come up with. Now, <clears throat> Ninja, uh, Ninja, yeah. you are a an experienced Ninja player. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not, I, I'll, admittedly, outside of Phi, right? 
mm-hmm. but Katsu and and well, I guess Benji gets some spice here too. Yep. Uh, you know these these are the the, the draftable heroes, uh, but we also just got potent constructed cards here, right? Yep. Dishonor, Cyclone, Roundhouse. Yep. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of really cool stuff. <laughs> Benji got a specialization that yeah. basically just <laughs> yeah. gives Benji yeah it gives him Katsu's hero Katsu. ability for a turn. Yeah, <laughs> pretty is, pretty spicy, which is kind of funny. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on here. Bonds of Ancestry, which you know we've seen mm-hmm. for a while. Where do you see Katsu and Benji? You know, you know Blitz pretty well. Where, what, what does this do for for this deck? These decks. Um, I we'll start Blitz and work our way up. I, I Benji has been a one trick and really got hamstrung with the pouncing link span in Blitz. It's still like you can catch people and the crouching tiger stuff. Uh, helped a, a bit with with Benji. Um, Benji isn't isn't flooding the 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 blitz places that I frequent and play uh, there. So every once in a while it comes up, it, you know, and it and it does its thing. And if you don't have the armor, it can run you over without you having the ability to do anything. So every once in a while it can catch you. Uh, did it did it gain something? that really brings it over the top like the pouncing links did to get the spring tidings. Eh, I don't think so. Um, that the specialization to act, to get the Katsu ability for a turn is, is good because you can, you can get that consistency that is missing and actually chain some things together and get the combo payoff uh, going there. And especially in the, in a draft environment where you're still, you're, you're going to have to draft, um, you know, you're going to draft two power combo cards or at least start, you know, starters and a combo card. You're going to be able to need to sequence those together to really uh, gain the benefits uh, out of them, especially those like the two, uh, the two card, like head jab combos, you know, mm-hmm. things like little things like that is going to, uh, there is really going to matter. Uh, Katsu, um, you know, Katsu's fallen out of favor uh, re- in recent times, but I, it's almost solely because of uh, like Oldham. Right, and its inability to really overcome uh, Oldham's ability just to negate Katsu uh, or Kadachis, just in general. Right, Crown of Seeds and Rampart just minus twos you, and you get no hits with your Kadachis. Um, I don't know if they gained anything to really, really combat that. The Van Braces of Determination is an interesting piece of equipment that you you just have to think about like all right that that's likely the crown of seeds tech that they were talking about uh coming into the set here um is its application practical to katsu uh, are you you know if you're if you're both running tunic it's going to be this kind of like st- mexican standoff of who's going to use a tunic and try to mm-hmm. you know use their resource to prevent or prevent the prevent <laughs> <laughs> you know uh you know, and it, you know, every three turns that's going to happen. And if you have like infinite time, you know, infinite opportunities, sure, you can ping one and eventually maybe get them down uh, to to zero. <laughs> um, but I think giving its conventional lines, it's really tough to see how uh, Akatsu still goes over the top on on Oldham specifically now. The rest, rest of the the meta, I think Katsu 
gained it gained consistency mm-hmm. and uh i think you'll see it in the top aggro decks again here uh much like it was in the chain seeds meta right akatsu was one of the only decks that could keep up with chain seeds uh it still needed some things to fall in place but even like briar like prime briar was like a half step behind chain and was unfavored into that matchup. Katsu was still unfavored into seeds chain, but you knew if you won the die roll, you you could win the race. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just a, you know, it wasn't like a 90, 10 situation for chain. Like you had a real chance of beating them with that race. Um, I've been a huge fan in particular of the surging line since, since forever. Uh, I'm a, a I'm a nine wave guy. We have the nine wave gang. People who run nine whelming gust waves, like rise up. We, uh, you know, I run six surging and nine uh, gust waves. If you want to go more aggressive, you usually cut the gust waves and the yellow surgings and try to do some other stuff. But, um, you know, you end up with just a kind of a meh uh, katsu list in my in my opinion. Um, I think the dishonor line really solidifies surging strike as the go to line in katsu. Um, be like water is a great supplement to like you don't have to run blue surging strike now you can run a zero it's a zero for three with go again that can be a surging strike so you get that uh, ability and flexibility out of it and if you're not going to use it it's a discard to katsu you know it's a zero cost you can do ninja things with that um I think what you're going to see now you know so we were talking about you know people saying that it can brick I think what you're what you're actually going to see here is a solid foundation based on that surging strike line and uh you're going to see decision points where you can branch from one way or another and what you do with those decision points and how you branch is going to be important uh and it's going to depend on your matchup and it's going to depend on you know what your opponent is doing there um but you're going to have the opportunity to decide whether or not that next uh right that next card is a whelming or descendant gust wave and whether or not you move on to right, McGenchi or Bonds, um, that Dishonor line doesn't need a hit mm-hmm. uh, on the line. And that is that is huge, right? You still need surging Descendant Bonds on the line in order for Dishonor to take away the hero ability. Um, but you can chain those together and and not have to... Like, they get, their, they get the, bo- the bonus moving forward. There's no... Uh, concern about missing an on hit uh, during that line until you get to the end there and it's really you know it's great bonds of ancestry lets you you know is another avenue to filter um there is a you know hypothetical build here where you're running masca pouncing links and with bonds uh katsu's ability and masca pouncing links you have like all the consistency in the world to get uh you know the cards you need and you know it, right through to the finishers yeah, it's 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 kind of cool, right? So you're mentioning the surgeon strike lines, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right in the fact that it's probably going to be probably the most potent version of Katsu mm-hmm. uh, that we see, which in turn opens up Katsu even more for folks trying to uh, kind of play off of that expectation, the surging build mm-hmm. right you yeah. know we, we've, we've seen it before with katsu right being able to kind of go turtle or whatever uh right. now we even got the 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 cats the kitty kitty katsu mm-hmm. um so you know in that respect if 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 it, if the surging 
version of the deck gets to a point where where it's a not a problem, but like something that you would expect at a tournament, all of a sudden it opens up the deck building and what what you can present uh, against, and even like the sideboarding gets even crazier, mm-hmm. which is which is the coolest thing. So I think Katsu is a huge winner here um, uh, so far uh, from what we've seen, but I think the next biggest winner uh, has to be Azalea, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, right, and I think uh, some of the biggest things there, those, uh, like her, her arrows are gross, but some of those non-attack, like toxicity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, toxicity is gross. And I think it works best in Azalea, uh, maybe Arachne, but, you know, for constructed, like Azuri doesn't, isn't going to work. Uh, it doesn't work with Azuri's ability. You're, you're going to play it. It's going to look at the stealth card. You're going to swap it out, and you're going to miss it, right? Mm-hmm. So Azalea, Azalea, you know, and potentially Riptide is going to be, I think, the biggest uh, benefactor of uh, of that. But everything from, uh, you know, there's no Death Dealer in this set. So you're, you still have the Barb Castaway, but it gives that aim counter. Uh, you know, it does it does the thing. Um, so all the aim counter cards that we got from dynasty, those get buffed. We have quivers. Mm-hmm. Quivers now. are huge. And, uh, you know, I'm, I am talking out of my ass cause I am not a ranger player. <laughs> um, but, um, the, uh, the laces, right. The infecting shots, uh, the lace with, uh, you know, blood pox frailty and inertia, uh, those the Fletcher blue, red, yellow, uh, non attacks, premeditate. We talked about already, but that is like amazing Azalea card. Um, I am oh, in and, and the codexes, right? Like, the, there's so many of these things that is a ranger assassin, uh, hybrid. So, you have the ability to constantly load your arsenal, mm-hmm. uh, up going on there, but uh, yeah, I Azalea scares the crap out of me, uh. Lead with toxicity, give it a buff, and give it dominate, and people are in trouble. Yeah, and you know, Azalea was, I think, you know, Azalea was always kind of like this, this bottom tier hero or or, or whatever, and you know, shout out to the Azalea cult and, and stuff like that. But I don't think it's true anymore. I think, I think we're seeing <laughs> a world where huge dominated eras with, with. Blood rot pox tokens and and even barbed undertow. Just looking at that card, being able to just choose, you can't pitch blues this turn. That's insane, right? Or or even if yeah. you're playing against prism or whatever, you can't pitch yellows or or drama. You can't pitch reds. And you know what do they do? And and uh, it, it it's it's very very interesting <laughs> and kind of scary. We got the amplifying arrow as well, which. Yeah, amazing. amplify arrows just nuts. It's such a nuts, uh, uh, just item that is. It that is a card that exists now. Um, uh, to your point, so you know, hashtag shameless plug. Uh, I got to call the match, um, last week with Frank Hung, uh, uh Levi Roush versus James Adam. Right, showcase match. Uh, Azalea versus Icelander, born of a of a very friendly disagreement on you know who would win um and uh i believe adams uh james adams contention was that a, a slightly different variant on icelander was in fact favored into azalea but it got kind of 
bullied into the Bolander version <laughs> specifically, but uh, but I think Levi Roush piloting that I mean, he's been done an extraordinary job. He, you know, he is the champion of the Azalea cult. He is, uh, I think, by far the best Azalea player in the world. But he is a fantastic representative of what her potential really is, mm-hmm. and kind of the ideal way to be playing her i i had the opportunity so he won he won two best two out of th- it was a best two out of three match and uh levi beat james uh, azalea over icelander two times in a row like handedly um the first one was not close the second one was a little closer but like azalea constantly had it uh in hand and if you want to get into you, you want to get into we'll touch into some azalea theory here just sure. for a moment go um what Levi was able to do was to to really display the efficiency efficiency that she has in her first like two or three cards that she can really she can really take these smaller hands and produce at one point um uh I forget the exact combination I believe it was like a take aim into a headshot from Arsenal but it was nine damage over two cards um the fact that death dealer death dealer draws you a card Right, so you're not losing as much as one thinks by going through all of these actions here. You, what you do get is diminishing returns as you add cards onto your your board state here. So you know you you can start at nine damage for two, but to keep adding additional cards onto that with the buffs and all all those things, you don't end up with a you know equally exponential uh, damage you know ceiling here where uh you know in theory you would think that at that at that point if i had five cards i'd be dealing 20 damage when in actuality if you if you play like all five cards including your arsenal um as azalea you might end up at something like 12 or 13 which is like much below rate here but so being able to stay efficient with her by using these two and three card hands taking advantage of her ability uh, to dominate some of these arrows and really create those uh, those awkward on hits is is kind of I think the recipe for her success here, um, and I think it's it's definitely worth taking a look at that. Uh, it's on Frank Kung the Lazy Dog's YouTube channel, and it is like the textbook way to play uh, Azalea, and uh, she just gets scarier and scarier uh, with this set. She really does, and yeah, I mean. Uh, definitely, definitely watch that video. I, I got the pleasure of not playing against Levi, but playing next to him multiple times at the calling Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> like this is insane. And it, it just, it, it's, it's, it's so impressive. Levi's incredible. Hopefully, hopefully getting him on the podcast soon, but just, just in, insane. And I'm, I'm scared like, like you are. Of, of the potential of Azalea after this set because we get a lot more crazy buffs, these laces, you know, and 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 if 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 you're running the 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 aim counter package, we get crazy on hits and yeah. it, it's it's terrifying. Now, the huge difference here, right, <clears throat> of the two uh, Rangers that we got, right? We got Azalea. I think we kind of have a grasp of how we want to build Azalea, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know, big dominated arrows, mm-hmm. buffs on hits. You know, and and that's kind of it. However, now we got a new hero, Riptide. Oh, yeah. 
And, and you know, like you said before, Azuri, everybody's like, Azuri, this is going to be every single person is playing Azuri, yeah. every mm-hmm. every single army. <laughs> I, goodbye, Azuri. It is, yeah, yeah, who's Azuri? Who is Riptide, this? is it? it, it is just... Riptide's insane. And I am an immediate Riptide stan. I knew I was going to be based on his mm-hmm. art. But, you know, this is a hero, and, and I'm only you know, saying this with certainty is because I've spent the last 48 hours thinking about this stupid Mm -hmm. deck. (laughs) Like how, (laughs) how am I supposed to build this? Because Riptide is a a hero that you're like, I can, I should look at every single bow, which Mm -hmm. quiver is the best, you know, the quiver is probably a little bit less so, but you know, and quiver is, you know, Quiver is one of those things. It's zero opportunity cost, right? Yeah. Like there is, it, it is just it is it is what they, as they say, free tendies. You just pick one. <laughs> you know, pick the one that works for you, and you throw it in there. Uh, it doesn't take up. It does. It does not remove something. Um, except me, it it takes up one equipment slot in your eighty cards there. So other than that, um, <laughs> you know, and really, what was that at that at this point? What as an extra piece of null runer? Something I don't know what Rangers pack uh, for equipment. Uh, in additional bow, I don't know if they're running Dread Boar, something along those lines. But yeah, you just throw in, just throw in the one that works for you. And I honestly, I don't know. The legendary seems nice. I don't know. I don't know if that is a legendary ability. I don't know if Rangers are going. Yes, this is it. Um, or if one of the other bows might be more applicable, or um, quivers might be more applicable for them at the moment. Uh, the the quiver of abyssal depths it's the legendary i think it's sideboard for anything that's going to try to fatigue uh with uh, fatigue uh, the the ranger decks which i think is a lot that's of decks i'm looking at rain's got all sorts of it looks pretty evil have you seen the art oh yeah yeah i mean there's little, there's some stuff little, going on uh, some shadowborn abominable <laughs> looking i know stuff right there. i wish Levi could play it uh, you know, <laughs> shuffle, shuffle a couple non sixes out of yeah, your graveyard. Yeah. You know, sure. get those uh, Art of Wars back in your deck. Clean now, it up. <clears throat> and then the quiver of rustling leaves is, I think, probably something that only a lot of these rangers are going to like um, on a more consistent basis. Now, mm-hmm. Riptide's interesting, right? I think yeah. it's it's so hard, right? I'm I'm trying to currently I'm working with the barbed castaway. Yeah, it feels it feels correct. Uh, to to play a zero like scar for scars right this is it's the easiest thing mm-hmm. right he starts with lower life scar for scar zero four go again load a, a arrow attack give it mm-hmm. an aim counter with your barb castaway or whatever uh that seems like maybe what this deck wants to do but you don't know because it has this trap text which is whenever yeah. a trap uh it triggers uh deals one damage right this is this is mm-hmm. not this is not damage you can block it's it's steel blade yes it's just damn yeah right steel blade shunt style damage reckless swing flick knives um (laughs) right just we're just auto auto damage auto kill right if you if they're at one and a thing happens that's it they're cooked yeah great a great ability and it's inevitability right if if 40 traps trigger they're dead. <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> I don't know if we're getting to that many, but let's do it. It's it's interesting because traps the traps in this set 
do not have the original trap text that you need to play from right. Arsenal. It's all much the, more flexibility. Automatically way better because then you can play them, load something with his first ability, and then maybe maybe even block with that if it's another trap, uh, which is really cool. But they do not... Tr- I believe the 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 ability works this way. They do not trigger unless the conditions are met, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so you know... So the, so the crucible traps. And you know what? I think if... Uh, if Riptide was revealed earlier, I don't think anyone would care about what the Crucible traps said. Oh, yeah. Everyone's happy that they're that you can play them from hand now. But if you told me that the hero just loads it for you and you don't have to worry about it, <laughs> you, you know, you probably would be uh, okay. Like you could still play a defense reaction. Yeah, you play a card from hand, right? It is a it's a it's a trigger, right? Whenever yeah, whenever you play a card from hand, you may put a card from your hand face down into your arsenal so like it doesn't need to be a trap you can do this with anything Anything. you can double d-react all you want (laughs) with any (laughs) d-react you can just favorite scene i mean you can have your unmovable in hand place you know block with uh, well you can't block with something but you know you can play uh, unmovable in and you have the blue pitch just do it like it's there you don't have to you don't have to be concerned that uh, something like that is there. That being said, right, th- those are very defensive in nature ways to build Riptide. And I think I think everyone can agree that this ability is great and yeah. there is great value in being able to freely put a card into your arsenal. And I've seen my initial instinct was like, right, how fast can I go now? Do I even need a bow? What do I what what can I do with this thing? And there are still ways to go about this where all of a sudden uh you know take a second look at things like promise of plenty or trade in or you know hmm. all of those you know go again from arsenal uh, generics. That might be the only two. I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure but um oh, there's one more. I forget what it's called. Oh, God. Uh, but there Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right scoured yeah, uh, some yeah. the battle battlescape there. Um but all of those things become suddenly better knowing that you don't have to wait till you right you don't have to wait till the end of your turn uh mm-hmm. put it in there and set it up for the turn afterwards you can you can just do the thing now yeah. you can you can scarf for scarf for go again put promise of plenty into arsenal um you can play uh a premeditate to break the combat chain promise for 6 now right and on hit put the card and it's very it's very channel not heroic yeah <laughs> um, you know i i think there's a lot of like obviously you're gonna have to do some trap things because you know it's it's traps, the game. but um but at the same time do you have to uh like I, i'm very curious about where we can take riptide uh, so far away from Ranger. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious to see what we can do with that. Yeah, I, I am interested as well. Now, like, you know, do you have to play the traps? No. I think you still play the blue legendary ones because it's such a low yeah, cost. Yeah, yeah, sure. And the effects on them are pretty incredible. And then I think you probably look at the yellow uh, rares. Uh, Boulder, Pendulum, and, and Tar Pit. Uh, maybe maybe in a sideboard kind of uh, transformational kind of thing going on. Look at Pendulum Trap. It is <laughs> it's disgusting. It is gross. <laughs> it is gross. But you know, but you're bringing up some great points. Like, what is is Riptide just gonna be like 
the best aggro deck we've ever seen. Like, like just like playing really cool, like under like underrate cards, but that are above rate if you play them from Arsenal. It seems awesome. Now, something that I do love about Riptide and and the set in general is the printing of Trench of Sunken Treasure. Uh, which yeah. is an mm-hmm. insane legendary. Now, for those of you who don't know, it is a ranger equipment chest. It has one block. It has blade break. It also has arcane barrier one. And it also has a once per turn incident. You may put a face down card in your arsenal to the bottom of your deck, gain a resource. Now, this is this is pretty important, I think, in Riptide. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, for sure. Because it can filter out a useless trap that ended up in there. Or just like jumpstart your turn so that you have an empty uh, arsenal to start going. Now, the question here is, what is the headpiece that Riptide's going to play in Constructed? I don't know think anybody knows yet. I think people... Are I don't know. Up. I don't know if we... I don't know if we know for sure. Uh, anyways, I mean, there's... Well, let's... Let, so... There's New Horizons, do... Skullbone, Crosswrap, yeah. and then just generic stuff that you can Right. Do. Like a Crown of Providence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can... Like, Crown of Providence is there if you want to clear out something junky uh, there um i don't know and this is like i don't know um new horizon do you need the second arsenal can you utilize that uh, is it work you gotta have one is it one face up card in your arsenal to get an additional space is that the condition for yeah yeah which the barb castaway helps with right right you can flip that so you always have and then so does sand scour bow or, or whatever there, there's there's so many mm-hmm. options here i think riptide and and you know this is this is i mean i should say and, that we are recording this on monday all the spoilers mm-hmm. have been out for less than like 24 hours it's crazy i yeah just... i mean it was a busy weekend and we i don't think this is this in my opinion and maybe it'll become more clear once we play limited with riptide as mm-hmm. to how we're supposed to be building Riptide, or even just look at the Blitz deck that they put out. Um, but what mm-hmm. there, there's so many possibilities. I don't think I've ever seen a hero have this many possible iterations. Yeah, I think he's wide open. Yeah, and I think it's fantastic. I think out of out of all the heroes, this might be the most like original hero, if that makes sure. sense. Like it is, uh, it's a fantastic ability with clear value, but an un- completely unknown ceiling, right? And there are so many different ways you can do you can do with it. And we're really really burying the lead a little bit here about the about the legendary chess piece. Is it is a pirate coat? Oh yeah, all right. Sure now there there are there are people campaigning out there being oh that means we're going to get pirates. Maybe you're going to get pirates, but I think what this establishes is that you're not going to get a pirate class. You're going to get a ranger with a tri-tip hat on, and you're going to like it. Yeah. Those are your pirates. <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> pirates are rangers in flesh and blood. And it's going to shoot harpoons and, and uh, cannonballs. Yeah, they're swashbuckling adventures. Look, uh, Riptide is not uh, a wood-faring lithe uh, Legolos type. That is... <laughs> He's he is uh, he is Bruce the shark is what he is and I just love that the GM's video as soon as I heard that like Rigo little fishes I was like ah oh, yes it's exactly what he sounds like uh, you know I when when DM Armada asked what Riptide would sound like I posted Pee Wee Herman I was hoping he'd go with 
that, but <laughs> Bruce's shot is a little bit better now. Yeah, so I think we can conclude that that Riptide Bitch, is are all friends. <laughs> not I, I food. love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know some not food. <laughs> uh, now, Riptide is the most open hero in terms of you know the possibilities, right? Um, Zalius is pretty much on rails. Katsu play combo stuff, do whatever. Mm-hmm. In in a way, like uh, Riptide feels. This is going to sound weird, but Riptide feels dual classed, uh, Ranger generic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you. like I guess every hero is like that, but Riptide's like have well, fun it's with good. your generics. Yeah, and and that's what I think makes it so wide open because you you can really put anything from hand in into play and you're you create an effect mm-hmm. when you do that. And that is much more wide open than I think anything else that we're doing right here. Um I think if if Azuri had no cost restriction, I think we'd be talking more about her creativity mm-hmm. uh you know at the moment, but they put uh they put that cap on her and um yeah it, it's really i have not gotten the chance i've i've built assassin things and i've done uh katsu things and i have not done anything with riptide yet but i i want to uh i want to discover what he's about and have some fun with him uh i'm still trying to figure out if uh um to real to wind it back to to ninja here they they threw in a few majestics one of them is that shuriken not a I don't I don't know how I feel about that shuriken and then the, the Katsu specialization is like when you read it and Doa had a great video for it there but um you know non blocks non blocks and Katsu are really tough uh, to negotiate and um I don't know if uh you know I, I don't know if uh, putting putting a surging strike on top is like what what Katsu needs uh, from from that, uh, very interested to see the uh, the cyclone roundhouse combo and see if that's that's real. Yeah, um, I, I do. Th- you know, if you can get rid of Rampart or something like that, I think you're you, you have a chance against Oldham. Yeah, and uh, you know that that's going to be a big part of what happens there. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, there there's certain. I mean, yeah. The 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 Katsu specialization. Uh, you know, if if it gets to the point where it's like five, those never wants to block. Uh, you know, I, that's a totally fine card to to play. But now, have you noticed something about the generics? Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of sixes. Uh, yes, there are. There's a lot of sixes, and there's a lot of I think under underreported uh, uh, generics, and I do I do think some of them are. Uh, a little, a little gory, uh, perhaps on on purpose, but not uh, not in gory like blood rot, but you know gore belching in oh, burdens yeah. of the past really, and, and quiver the abyssal depths. There, people, you gotta read between the lines. You know things are happening. Uh, we gotta be gotta be uh, aware of them. But yeah, right. Uh, so two cost six attacks, uh, generic, uh, common. All the way up through through majestic, they all block for two, I believe, for the most part. Amnesia blocks uh, for three. Amnesia blocks for three, yeah, and that looks like it. Yeah. 
so something interesting uh you know and and breezy actually made this point that you know oh we're getting ready for the next illusionist they're giving us all these really cool things uh mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to pop uh we gotta talk we gotta talk about that yeah well we got we got the next set coming out the the dust till dawn quentin tarantino uh mm-hmm. thank <laughs> uh, you yes the, the, yep. re- the return of of light illusionist and shadow room blade mm-hmm. and hopefully some just shadow support in general um but that's uh who that's called a- it who called it tommy you did i did you did it. <laughs> I I think a lot of people were calling it, but acknowledge me. No. <laughs> so you know we're getting a lot of these cool on hit things like amnesia. Uh, you know, to- cards and tokens mm-hmm. they lose or they can't gain names. Uh, down yep. and dirty. I think people are down and dirty on this card. I think this card is should be up and clean. If if that yeah. makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think this like so. It's a two for six blocks two mm-hmm. man. But while it's in your arsenal, you may defend with it. Now, well, it's like, who cares? Who cares? You know, whatever. Riptide cares. Riptide cares. And it's it protects you from Dominia uh, against yep. Romai, mm-hmm. right? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, banish the only six. In it. Look, I, had to, I had to really check the Rolodex when you said Dominia. It has been <laughs> a minute. <laughs> um, and and uh, it's, it's just, I think it's just a cool ability. I, I think it's, it's it's really neat. Um, I don't, I don't know if any of these sixes really help Leviathan. It's something that obviously I always look at whenever a six is, is. I think it does if you replace all the blood debt with just good six attacks. You yeah, might, well, have, that... might have something going on there. <laughs> well, that's actually some, uh, something I, I made a point of. It's like we're getting all these more sixes for two with mm-hmm. relevant on hits or relevant abilities. Uh, and, you know, I, I compared them to Magic the Gathering's hate bears. This is yeah. this is mm-hmm. flesh and blood's hate bears, right? So, mm-hmm. why not just play a bunch just of hate bears and Leviathan? Six six for two specials. You got husk, and then you can you can play husk and and shadow puppetry, and and then maybe like boneyard marauder for a one for six or, or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the wheels are turning. It's probably not good enough, but. Uh, Gore Belching was, uh, you know, sorry, Ethan. I know it was your spoiler card, and so and, confusing. And, and I imagine you feel the same way about it, but uh, I know that it does turn off blood debt most of the time in Leviathan. But this card is not good um, in that deck. Now I'm sure there's there's uses elsewhere. Here, uh, here it's good in chain. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, you throw the the ghostly visit in your in your band zone, and it still comes in for three. Kind of good. Um, Make it some howls in there for, or is it just the? Does everything action. go and banish? Uh, you know, you're reveal an attack action. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't get the howls in, but you can get your your, your you get other ghostly in there, ghostly in there, and, and whatever the other ones are. Uh, nothing crazy. I mean, I think looking for scrap is going to be probably a pretty playable card here. Um, in in some decks, uh, premeditates a big one. What's your take on destructive deliberation? This is a two for five, blocks two. When this hits, create a ponder token. Well, you know, as a surging strike lover, I have been getting shat on for liking a, a five for two uh, for a really long time. Uh, I do love, I love the ponder token. I think mm-hmm. it's a great token in the game. Um, five for two is. Five for two is tough, especially as a generic. Uh, 
I don't I don't see this doing uh, uh, doing a lot. I think there's other ways to get ponder tokens. Um, that'll be more popular, uh, anyways. So I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a fan. It's, who's who's going to use it? Azuri and uh, right. So yeah. Azuri is is going to be uh, if they block for six. There's nothing, you know. There's no recourse. Yeah. You know, it just is. It just is done. Uh, you know th- that is true for most of it. But in constructed, you might have some pummels and stuff going on there. But it just makes it that much harder to get over the top as a, as a five. Um, Ponder's great. So you know what? If the, if it's there, uh, I think you pick it up. All right. I mean, if it's in limited, you're probably grabbing it anyways. Um, I think if you have others there. You, like cut down to size or you, you know wreck havoc is great um yeah. but I, I don't th- i don't know if it's you know is, are you picking it first no, no are you you know are you looking are you, are you gonna put this into a brute deck no no i i don't think it's uh it's a weird balance like i get what they're doing by subtracting one uh, given the ponder token but i don't think it's necessary yeah, I think it could have been a six. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there it shows us how much they're rating ponder tokens, right? It's yeah. it, it's a it's a whole point of damage, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it premeditates majestic that gives a ponder. Yeah. So you know, hey, it's it's uh it's interesting. I mean, some of these generics are probably going to be useful. Uh, mostly just weird sixes that that, that folks mm-hmm. play in their sideboards if it makes a- sense for their plan. In a vacuum, I think this is all great. Oh, yeah. um, I, I I have been able to play like it, 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 I know right. Blitz is great. Um, take these take these heroes into Blitz against each other, and you'll see what they're doing. Like just you know, if you if you put something together and go on to Talishar, grab you know, make make sure you you face something from outsiders, and uh, they're great matches. Mm-hmm. They're they're really they're really great, and together against each other. They all work because they're all in this, um, you know, really thinking about what you're doing, heavy reaction, uh, you know, who, who's blocking more efficiently and better, where and how you're applying that leverage in into different things. Uh, and it, it makes for incredibly fun games uh, that have been, you know, uh, in the last 24 hours. I have yeah. played a, hand, a handful, but you know, I've, even Arachne versus Azuri have had some great, uh, great matches. Uh, I, I would face the Riptide and uh, in, in did really well. You know, it was just a fun game there. Um, and I've played some constructed Katsu and uh, it's, you know, Katsu's, Katsu's still good, you know. And uh, Azuri can hold her own, except for you know some of the some of the beefier decks in the in the in the format. Uh, so you know that I think limited is going to be super exciting because of that. I I think these all complement each other very well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm excited, and I think more generics in general is always good for the game as long as they don't mm-hmm. break it. Stay open. Uh, you can just stay open. Stay open. Now, um, do you have any final thoughts? on outsiders initially before we we say our goodbyes um i i have the mistake of hanging out with some really uh on 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 discord some some people who take this game very very seriously 
they I like to say that they they don't believe in Santa Claus and they like to slap you when you think about Christmas magic. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, I think the honeymoon phase is already over for some of the higher uh, higher level people uh, in the game. But those are also the same people that poo pooed Crown of Seeds. Initially, it said Crown of Providence wasn't going to be that great. The player base, especially at the highest levels, right, notoriously undervalue these cards initially. So no matter what, it is going to take time for these decks to develop into a more optimal setting. So don't dismiss everything offhand. You're always going to have the Oldham Spectre behind you, but in the end, these are... You know, these are new cards. They add to the card pool of heroes and they create new archetypes and new decks and new ideas and open up new ideas to others. You know, there are a bunch of generics out there. No one talks about the which is it? Give and take. Give and take. Right? Uh, it is a three for one with go again. Whenever give and take is defended by an action card, you may put an action card uh, with cost less than give and take it's a power from your graveyard on top of your deck. I low key. This is probably one of the best cards in, in the set. And it's just going to be, uh, you know, it is going to set you up. It, it sets you up. It, it takes away uh, some of the fatigue problems you have. It's a little remembrance on a stick. Um, it's an easy one to include in a lot of decks, uh, you know. So there are a bunch of cards like that that are going to have different uh, different contributions to different decks, and uh, I think over time we'll see that there is going to be like a really nice spread in the meta. I think everything from the token generation here, the you know frailty inertia, uh, blood rot. I think those are all just amazing uh, effects, and will have some long term ramifications and. You know, that's that's my takeaway. Give it give it time. Enjoy it in a vacuum. Uh, don't listen to the haters. Give it some time to mature. Give it some time and have fun building these wild decks. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be so much fun. I mean, you know, Riptide, I know we talked at length about how crazy it is, but I think there's like a lot of other crazy things going on uh, <laughs> with these heroes that, that I think folks are going to really enjoy. This, this is, uh, this seems... Seems on its surface to be a very well-designed set and going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Limited sounds like it's going to be a blast. Uh, you know, hey, listen, it might even get me to play some Blitz. Who knows? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. 40 cards. Yeah, I mean, I hear Carrying Husk is pretty good in it. Um, it is a little OP. It's a little OP. <laughs> um, and uh, CC is going to be a, a blast to figure out. Hopefully these, uh, you know, some of these heroes kind of you know we don't we don't want you know uprising or tails 2.0 here right it's just completely dominant but right. we want them to be you know competitive and, and fun and to add to the uh the experience of playing so yeah i think that's uh that's gonna do it for the show pat this mm -hmm. has been a lot of fun uh can you plug everything i know we talked actually no we had some listener questions i'm sorry quick listener questions first greg big dick jones on the discord asks which hero would you want to take in a fist fight Oh, which hero would I want want to take uh, in a fist fight? Um, oh boy, that is you know what that is an easy question. Uh, I think I answered this <laughs> in perhaps a different uh, theme before, but uh, Valda, 
Uh, I would like to fight Valda. Oh, okay, uh, all right. Because she can, she can win. <laughs> she, oh, she can wow. have it. <laughs> hey, listen, we know Pat ticks. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Flake asks, well, Flake asks this to Majin Bay, but he also responded yeah, no, to, he, he, to both. He, he, what cards are booty cheeks and who has the biggest dumper? Oh. Uh, who, what, in the context of dumper, who is... I don't know. <laughs> oh man well i think riptide's probably got the biggest dumper he's got that For huge sure. dad bod he's got that you know you know he used to play football uh you know kept himself pretty pro- he was probably like a a guard uh kept himself pretty healthy and uh kept eating and kept strong but really stopped running and that's why he's kind of falling apart but he's built like that but that just means he's got you know he's got the dump truck under under the loincloth there uh cards that are booty cheeks um i think the head the head jab cards are pretty garbage uh at first glance um and uh i think there's some just kind of meh average arrows i think there's gonna be better arrows um and i think that's i think that's really about it uh yeah i'm not i I, w- I was really looking forward to like what w- would be expanded on from the uh, from a combo standpoint and those uh, just the twin twister stuff. I'm not a big fan of and the head jab stuff. I'm not I'm not a fan of there. So certainly that's, just, that's what are booty cheeks to me right now. <laughs> certainly just limited lines. Nothing to kind of look at. Beyond yeah. that, I would assume. Uh, and then Capolo asks, well, he, he asked some things about Off the Rails, which we talked about, uh, but he also asked, will he ever be a guest? Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't want to spill the beans uh, quite yet, but yes, he's he's <laughs> actually, he's he's, like, he is, he's legitimately coming on. Um, <laughs> the, I believe the week after next, uh, after pre-release weekend, he's going to be... Uh, he's going to be helping off the rails uh, break down the pre-releases and kind of talk experiences and, you know, uh, give the man a platform. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, 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 he's hungry for yeah. some, some conversations. <laughs> he's, oh, always well, asking, I'm it. he's always asking to feed me. So that's what it means. You know, um, I had, I, 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 um, I had kind of asked him what he was up to cause I was looking for, my round table discussion group. And I got, uh, I got the people, I got people answering me. And so I, I didn't want to, uh, there's going to be five of us. So four or four, you know, four guests and myself, and I wanted to keep it at that. So, um, you know, I, I didn't want to leave them out to dry. (laughs) Oh, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to commit to having cap on to the podcast here soon. Very fun. There you go, cap. There you go, cap. Never coming back on this one though. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, now, okay, that's it. Please plug everything, Pat. Please, man. My I'm still not. I'm still not used to. I used to have a cadence to this that I. It was really smooth, but it's not anymore. Uh, my name is Patrick Shaw. I am the uh, founder of Off the Rails TCG. You can find me on YouTube at Off the Rails TCG. Also on Twitter under the same handle, uh, and you can find my personal Twitter at. Pat Smash Good. You can find the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I think some <laughs> I get a good, a couple more listens <laughs> for one of them in order for the action point. I think to get onto Google Podcasts, but we're working on it. This is a ground up operation here. 
please. Uh, and I think that's that's about it. Check it out, folks. Buds, please do uh, support a fellow bud. Uh, you can continue to find me on Twitter at FreshBudsPod. The YouTube, give the old like, comment, subscribe. If you listen on Spotify or anything like that, give us a little re- review or rate us. On Spotify, you can rate um, out of five stars. It's funny. I had a pretty good record of having a five-star podcast and then... Uh, someone must have rated me pretty low. Now we're back down to we're not back down to we're we're down to four point nine. We got bumped. What? what? <laughs> Man, you know I think it, I think it's because I ask and and you know hey listen I, I if you if that's how you feel rate it however you want but rate it five stars. Uh, <laughs> if you don't rate this episode five stars, I'm gonna find you. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not the episode; it's the whole podcast as a whole. Oh. But, but uh yeah uh the discord the patreon all that stuff check it all out it's in the show notes it's in the link tree uh pat and and the and the show talking about food what's some food you're enjoying right now i i came prepared for this one so uh i don't have the healthiest relationship with food right now it's kind of obvious i'm a little large uh but i was i was shopping today and i found something that just blew me away and i had to try it so you know the oreo okay you mm-hmm. have the classic oreo sure. then there's the double stuff oreo okay? okay and then uh recently there was the mega stuff oreo which kind of advertises like a triple stuff but it's really like two and a half stuffed oreo but it's still who's it's still good <laughs> today i discovered the oreo of all oreos and in fact it is called the most oreo oreo and it is massive (laughs) (laughs) look at that there's so much going on here uh it is cookies and cream filling uh and it is like three oreos have you like i I, i'm sure some people have uh you know partaken in uh, some substances in their past and maybe open some oreos and tried to combine them this is this is done for you already this is ready to go <laughs> with three to four cream filling uh in them so it says for a limited time only so the most oreo oreo uh you know you'll probably make you hate yourself for eating it it looks like it'll give me just diabetes as soon as i put this <laughs> in my mouth but i've i've already had a few so they're they're really good well i got so, two- yeah the most oreo oreo I got two things on Oreos. First, I am a firm believer this might not be a popular opinion, and I'm I'm willing to make some waves over here. I think the original Oreo got it right with the ratios the first time, and any any more stuff beyond what? that are is you, too much. Are you one of those people who's like one serving is it's it's a leveled dry cup off there? That is the one serving. That's all I need. No, no, well, I eat like a ton of them, but I think that the amount of cookie and cream was perfected in the original. That's why it was it's so popular and it's gotten to the point that it has gotten. But erroneous, sir. I disagree. The, <laughs> the double stuff is the perfect one. I think a lot of people agree with you there, but uh, but also the second thing you showing that Oreo reminds me of an old balloon shop video on YouTube. If anybody ever watched that channel, it was a sketch comedy group starring uh, Olin Rogers, who went on to do uh, his own YouTube stuff, and then and then even had a show on TBS called Final Space. Uh, but they had a an Oreo sketch where he started with a twenty stuff, 
that like they obviously <laughs> made and it was, uh-huh. it, it was it was wonderful and anybody listening go check that out uh but uh, while you do that uh please have a good week